Greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Law podcast. And, you know, if there's one thing that I don't like is hypocrisy. I hate this two-tiered system of justice that we have out here. And especially now that we know that Hunter Biden can go out there and have this gun charge where he lied on a 4473 form. And it's just a slap on the hand. Now, yours truly does it. I'm going to sing, sing. Bye-bye, baby. So I want talk to, I want to talk to someone that really understands this, because I used to just jump out of airplanes and shoot bad guys. But let's talk to Judge Janine Pirro. And Judge Janine Pirro began her career as an assistant district attorney in Westchester County, New York. It was there that she started the first domestic violence unit in the nation as a young litigator. She was the first woman in the history of that county to prosecute a murder case. As a trial attorney, she had a 100% conviction rate. That's damn good. With a highly successful legal career spanning over three decades, in 1993, Judge Pirro was elected Westchester County District Attorney. She held the position for 12 years. In 1990, she was elected as the first woman to serve as a Westchester County court judge. Judge Janine Pirro began her career as a legal analyst on Fox News Channel and began hosting her weekend program, Justice with Judge Janine, in 2011, which remained the top-rated program in its Saturday evening slot for over a decade. Currently, Judge Janine Pirro co-hosts The Five on Fox News Channel, the highest-rated program on the network. Pirro earned her Bachelor of Arts degree from the University of Buffalo, where those damn black students ran me off the campus. That's okay. Magna cum laude and received her Juris Doctor, Law, Juris Doctor J.D. Law degree from Albany. That's how we say it down south, Albany Law School. She continues to reside in Westchester along with her three poodles, Stella, Red, and Ted. Judge Janine Pirro, welcome to the Steadfast and Law Podcast, my dear friend. Well, thank you. That was a, that was painful to listen to. Look, I've been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA, and that's it. I ran for office five times, and I've got the scars to prove it. Well, that's and okay. I, I got it. First of all, it's good to be with you. Yeah. And secondly, I didn't know you jumped out of planes and shot people. I would like to have done that myself. I, I, I believe that you I, would. I would. I know that but, you would. Uh, in fact, today there's a few people I'd like to jump out of a plane. No, I'm only kidding. But uh, I'm delighted to be with you. Thank you. Well, Judge, let's talk about this incredible book that you have written, uh, Crimes Against America. You are now presenting unmatched indictments against Joe Biden, his administration, and far-left ideologues who have sought to change sought to change our way of life by fundamentally transforming America as we know it. What inspired you to break this down and look at it from a pure legal aspect? Well, you know, Alan, I, uh, this is my eighth book. Yes. And 
my fourth political book. And, uh, you know, I've written several books on, uh, on, on you know, what's going on in America, but there wasn't anything that infuriated me quite as much as uh, the motivation to write this book. Uh, my background is as a prosecutor, a trial attorney, and I just felt that we talk about crime all the time, but we don't talk about our nation being the victim of a crime, one large crime, one organized criminal conspiracy, where the effort by the left is to take this country down, and they are taking the republic down. Yeah. I see, and I indict uh, the left, and I talk about in each uh, chapter wh what they're doing. And I start, Alan, with a breach of sovereignty. Mm -hmm. The truth is we are no longer a sovereign nation. We do not have borders. We are nothing more than a global landing spot with benefits. Anyone can demand to come here and receive education, medication, housing, and we don't even have the right to know who they are. And I don't have to tell you this of all people, but the idea that you have to go to a federal court and get a federal judge to say to the Biden administration, hey, look, you cannot release these people en masse into the interior of the United States without at least giving them an alien registration number. Um, it, you know, it's clear that the Biden administration is complicit with this invasion. And years ago, if I even used the term invasion or surge, I would be a, you know, a racist uh, uh, uh uh, uh, any whatever kind of phobe they could come up with. Uh, and the truth is that uh, I'm an American and I feel that the first order of government is the protection of its citizens. And that is not happening right now. And the Biden administration is allowing for basically, Alan, the creation of new congressional districts. Yes. Because whenever when they do the census and they'll count you legal, illegal, why do they don't give a damn if you're from Mars? All right. It's another congressional seat. And where are those seats going to be? They're going to be in California and New Mexico. They're going to try and put them in places where they can get additional seats because they are losing America. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I keep going on and talk about how the Department of Justice has been compromised. Today is a perfect example. You know, how the defund the police is hurting the ordinary citizens. Um, how the whole idea of, you know, religion is frowned upon anymore. How the COVID uh, brought out the totalitarian instincts on the part of the liberals who wanted to shut us down and train us to do certain things. And there is a bigger agenda going on. And Barack Obama was very clear when he said he was going to fundamentally transform this nation. And Joe Biden is completing it. If you recall, Alan, Barack Obama had this 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 sketch or it, it was like um, it was some kind of a a sketch of a little girl. She was a stick figure, and her name was the life Julia. of Julia. Life of Julia. You got it. So Julia is born, and then Julia's on SNAP, a SNAP program for mm -hmm. food, and then Julia gets a Pell Grant for college, and then Julia gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, she's able to get uh, uh, paternity, uh, maternity care, and all that other stuff, whatever she wants, Planned Parenthood, and then Medicaid, Medicare, and all that stuff. And you know, there's no parent in that sketch. There's yeah. nothing. And then you fast forward to Joe Biden and Joe Biden talks about the fact that the kids are ours in the school. There are mm -hmm. kids. No, they're not. That is a socialist Marxist mentality. The kids belong to the state. They have to be indoctrinated by the state. They are owned by the state. And you parents, you shouldn't even know what we're teaching them. And all of the pieces came together. And that's why I wrote the book. Everything. Everything was used in a way to tamp down our independence.
independence, our freedom of speech. It was during Obama. It was it had to be politically correct. You know, and then if you didn't say it right, you'd be canceled. You'd be ostracized. Then you'd lose your job. Or, you know, you would simply be told that, you know, you don't have the right to speak. The press didn't have the right to speak during the 2020 convention with the Hunter Biden laptop. And none of us could speak to each other about the laptop. All our social media was taken down. Mm -hmm. It's a violation of the First Amendment. And finally, um, you know, during the pandemic, there was a case in Las Vegas. I'm sure you've heard of it. It was a Calvary Church. Calvary Church is closed down. Case goes to the United States Supreme Court. And uh, they joined in an amicus brief, I think, uh, of the Cinemark Theaters and the casinos. So the Supreme Court comes down with a decision and they say, okay, if you want to go to the multiplex movie theater, 18 of them at what time, go right ahead. If you want to go to the casinos, have on it. You want to spin those numbers. You want to play cards. You do whatever you want to do. But if you want to go to the Calvary Church, only 50 of you at a time. Yes. That's when I said, this is a takedown of religion in America. You know, now what you just laid out, and, and one of the things I told people, you know, when you go back and look at the census issue, the left has always been against counting American citizens. They just want to count numbers, uh, which yep. leads to, to exactly what they're doing. You flux in five to seven million people, uh, a million and a half, we don't even know where they are. Why is it that people are sitting around, and when I say people, you got judges, you got governors, you've got, you know, Republican Party, House of Representatives, senators, and they're seeing all of these unconstitutional things. There's no debate about it. This is unconstitutional. Our founding fathers gave us a system of checks and balances. The executive branch is not supposed to just run amok like we see happening in all these different agencies and things that they're doing. Who the heck has the cojones to stand up and say, cut the crap? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and I'll answer this by the news that I saw today. You know, uh, John Eastman, who was one of Donald Trump's lawyers, I don't know in which which case, uh, they're trying to take away his law license, okay? Doctors who were recommending hydro, um, hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine yeah. uh, they are literally uh, up for losing their licenses in California. They're trying to take their licenses away. For some reason, Alan, the left has some power that, you know, they have gotten themselves into those areas where they, they're going to affect your livelihood and your ability to make a living. So there you've got lawyers who fight for a living. You've got doctors who save lives. And those two people, those individuals, doctors and lawyers, are at a loss to even defend or represent themselves against the left. When the main mainstream media is complicit, and I talk about this in Crimes Against America, when the mainstream media is complicit, when they have something to gain, then you, the, the, the quiet man, uh, the, you know, the forgotten man and woman in America doesn't have a chance. But I really believe that like in 2016, when they came out for Donald Trump, I think the forgotten man and woman who has seen so much. I mean, we see Donald Trump indicted for 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 crimes that 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 the left is literally getting away with. Joe Biden had classified documents when he didn't have a right to even have mm -hmm. them. I mean, he, well, uh, he's not supposed to take them out of that skiff. And yet he's got them like 20 years later. Think about it. Joe Biden is the one guy who's been in Washington a half a century and has nothing 
I tell you, Alan, nothing that he can point to and say, I did this. He's nothing more than a, a fool right now who has gotten to the highest level of power by apparently using influence and pay to play. And he did it. He's so stupid. He did it in January of 2018 when he told the story at the Foreign Relations press press conference or hearing where he said, I told them in Ukraine, you know, if you don't get rid of the prosecutor on that company, uh, Burisma, we're not going to give you a billion dollars in American ta uh, uh, Americans money. Well, first of all, Joe Biden, who the hell are you to leverage uh, our taxpayer dollars mm -hmm. on a prosecutor uh, simply because you got to be the point man on energy and you're playing it to your team to make sure your son and his friends, Devin Archer and the rest of them in Shorwin, uh, get to keep those those heavy duty monthly uh, uh, payments that they get. And now we find out in that 1023 unclassified yeah. that you've got the owner, uh, Zolovchesky of, of uh, Burisma, who tape recorded the Bidens. Of course he tape recorded them. He's giving them five, ten million dollars. He wants to make sure he gets the job done. Yeah, I sent you millions. You better make sure that my company is clean so I can make deals in the United States. These people are whores. They are an organized criminal enterprise, Alan. And I talk about this in my book, Crimes Against America. And I talk about the fact that we have got to hold people accountable. Hunter Biden with a slap on the wrist. Everybody's saying today, oh, isn't this great? You know, he's taking responsibility. Nonsense. He got the deal. <laughs> century. If you want to take responsibility, sit, sit his butt down at a trial table and let a jury decide what his fate is and let a judge sentence him to decades in prison for what he did. And how are they taking responsibility? Five years later, I could write that accusatory instrument in 10 minutes. All right. So why does he owe $1.2 million? How much money do you have to make to pay $1.2 in taxes? $4 million? What do you have to make? And if you're just a drug dealer, what the hell are you doing making that kind of money? What are you doing? You don't have a business. You don't have a company. You're hung out on drugs and, you know, you're just hanging out with every whore that you can find. How are you making so much money in one year? I'll tell you, Alan, it's infuriating. It is infuriating. Well, I know people. It's yeah. beyond. It, it really is beyond infuriating because what we see is again this this dual level of justice. Because Alan West lies on a forty four seventy three form. It's no question about it. I don't get to you know adjudicate it down to a misdemeanor. I'm going for five years. Everyone knows that when you go to fill out a forty four seventy three form to get a firearm, you lie on that sucker. You're done. That's a felony offense. And so this two tier system of justice is what is just ingrating people to, to say, you know, who's going to stand up and who's going to fight for us? Because it seems that there is law for some people, but there is not a law for others. And, you know, if we can't get this story out, because as you said, you have complicit media outlets that are just whitewashing it, then what is the real recourse? And, and this takes me to the next question I really want to ask you. This whole indictment on the Espionage Act, I mean, th does this have legs to stand on? Because to me, it seems that this is just a Presidential Records Act you know, violation, if it is anything at all. It is. Look, the Presidential Records Act, as you know, Alan, was, was passed in 1978 because mm -hmm. nobody...
what they could take and what they couldn't take. Mm -hmm. And the first, I think, is 31 counts of the indictment are nothing more than, you know, just stacking one count on another. And it's really a a civil case based upon the fact that the Presidential Records Act is a civil civil act. Um, It is, they use the word espionage, I think, for several reasons. One, for the shock effect. And Mm -hmm. number two, because if you'll recall, it was Hillary Clinton, according to the Durham report, who made up the whole Russian collusion. And the the, the most disgusting part of it, Alan, is that she told Joe Biden and she told Barack Obama that she was creating this whole thing and making up a dossier to get the press off her back for the email scandal where she obstructed justice and destroyed evidence, 33,000 emails, mostly for her yoga, which I find hard to believe, but that's another issue. Um, And so uh, what you've got is you've got this you've got this indictment which has espionage and people think oh yeah i remember russia and some people on the left still aren't clear that that was a total hoax and even Mueller didn't know what the hell was going on but they had us at each other's throats for four years in this country people not talking to each other neighbors family loved ones just not talking he's a putin puppet he's a russian asset he was none of those things and so now what they are doing is they've indicted him in new york alan uh, alvin brown the guy i don't know what he's doing as a da i'm embarrassed to say i was a da if this guy's a da he doesn't know the meaning of it. He doesn't know what it's for. All he knows is it's, he's going to use it to politically target people like Danny Penny, the former Marine on the on the uh, uh, subway in New York City, a locked, moving, underground subway car, right, where nobody's there to help. He comes in to help. And, of course, you know, there you have it. Let's indict him for manslaughter, for homicide. But, you know, this attempt to take down Donald Trump, is nothing more than an indication of how fearful they are of him. Let the man run. Let the men run. If all you say is true, people won't vote for him. But the more they go after him, the more people say this doesn't feel right. This isn't right. I don't like how this feels. And in the end, we'll see what happens. They are petrified. So why are they petrified, Alan? They're petrified because he's not one of them. He doesn't commit crimes against this country. You may not like him for his personality. I'm a New Yorker. I get it. That's another issue. I've known him for 40 years. Uh, But but he did good things for this country. Mm -hmm. And no one can question that he never took a dime from anybody the way the Bidens have done it, the way the Clintons have done it. They're pigs at the trough. Believe me, all of them. And Joe Biden is a cognitively deficient, declined individual who, when he said God save the queen last Friday (laughs) and and he went to her funeral, he's in Connecticut saying this. Come on. What do you think Xi Jinping is doing? He's going to be in Taiwan before the next two years are up, just like Putin is in Ukraine when he didn't dare take anything when Donald Trump was there. But Putin took Crimea. He annexed Crimea when Obama was there. But nobody touched anybody when Trump was there because they knew that Donald Trump was going to fight for America. So, you know, that's all. That's why I wrote the book. I'm 
I'm furious. I think if you get the book, there's all kinds of footnotes. You can argue with anybody. Uh, and you can all, all you can see what has gone on and how this is a pattern, how this started before and how it's coming to fruition. And when people talk to each other, I can go anywhere and people say, I can't say this at my job, but, you know, I love Donald Trump or I love you or whatever. Yeah. And I myself, God help us. I'm almost happy I'm on the back nine of my life. Because if I had to keep fighting this, I mean, to, to, we are so far from where we were 30, 40 years ago. It is stunning. And it happens quickly and it happens furiously. Well, let me ask you this final question. I'm going to put you in a hypothetical situation. And I know you're going to love what I'm about to ask you. You yeah. just became the next attorney general of the United States of America. What do you do with the Department of Justice? Clean it, clean it the hell out. Uh, I think the whole FBI's got to be, uh, it's got to be revamped. Everybody submits their resignation and you start from scratch. Uh, I think the Department of Justice is the way it is because there are people who have favors that one hand washes the other, each is pat patting the other on the back. You know, Alan, I know for a fact, you know, what federal prosecutors, and when I was a DA, uh, Jim Comey was the United States attorney uh, and we worked some cases together. Our buildings were right next to each other. And um, he's a smart guy, smarter than someone who would say no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute <laughs> Hilton. Yeah. Um, but um, these people have made a decision. They picked a side and the side is not America. The side is not the American people. And so they've all got to go. This has to go. There are a lot of good men and women in the FBI and in the Department of Justice. But the prosecutors vacation with the judges who vacation with the clerks who vacation with the, you know, the law secretaries who they all vacation together. And then the judge gives a former United States attorney a monitorship of a police department or of a company. If they're all making big bucks together in that federal system, shut it to hell down. It's got to stop. Well, I and want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. Where can people follow you out there and where can people get the book Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic on Winning Publishing? Uh, well, you can go to judgejbook.com. It's singular, judgejbook.com. You can get on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get books. And you can follow me on Instagram, judge underscore Janine, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Judge Janine Pirro. I'm on the five every day. I've got a radio show on WABC on Sundays uh, at 11, and uh, I pretty much work my tail off. <laughs> well, that's all right. We need your voice out there. And when's the next time you're going to be down here in Texas? Well, you know, I was in Texas, I think, two weeks ago, but but it was part of the book tour. I don't know where I was. They just I just fall off the plane and walk, <laughs> fall off the plane and walk. Um, hopefully soon. I, I look forward to it, Alan. It's yeah. good to talk to you. And I appreciate what you're doing, too. Well, thank you. Uh, and I'll, I look forward to seeing you soon one day. All right. Thank you. Take thank care. you for joining us. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us for this episode of the Steadfast and Law Podcast. Special thanks and shout out to Judge Janine Pirro for being with us and sharing her thoughts on her latest book, Crimes Against America. And as always, if you like this podcast, please click the like button and please share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.